Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Sportsman Like Conduct podcast. I'm your host, Brian Argot. I'm here with Biscotti Doodle. He has the tennis ball in his mouth as I'm looking over at him. Uh, he always has the ball with him everywhere he goes. And I'm here with producer Steve. We are talking NBA and we are talking MLB. Uh, you know, we did. A, we were doing a lot of a talk pre-show here about uh, what's going on. And uh, Steve, uh, what uh, you're, you're a Phillies fan. Um, we'll get to baseball in a little bit. I, uh, I know you, uh, you, you, I'll give you some time, a little bit to gloat later. Our two teams played this <laughs> weekend, man. Um, how, how was, uh, your weekend sports, man? It was great. It was great. We played the Mets, man. What else can I say? Uh, yeah, it's like the Mets tie their two shoes together and, uh, fall on their face, man. It's just like, or the shoe laces <laughs> yeah. together and just fall right on their face, dude. Uh, that's what happened. Yeah. Well, th- We'll talk about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, first, I want to just talk about some basketball real quick. Uh, we're about a, a, a little under a week away from free agency here. Um, you know, every time the 4th of July comes around, I always think, uh, oh, NBA free agency begins. That's uh, The new CBA will kick in here in about five, less than five days now, uh, which, you know, is going to set the tone for how the NBA free agency is going to be all restructured pretty much as far as like, I think mm-hmm. I don't think teams could spend over – 136.2 million somewhere around that range um uh, at least uh to go into the luxury tax um there and they have the two aprons set up you know going into that apron that second apron is where teams really want to stay out of the suns have said screw that we are never going to worry about the second apron with the contracts they have on their books at least for the next four to five seasons and um i don't know i don't know if we talked about it um last week but if you are in the second apron for three out of five years that I think you lose that first round pick. Um, but so, yeah, I think we, we had mentioned that last show, I think, but yeah, well, one of the big things about, about the new CBA and uh, how this is all going to work out um, really, really uh, going to be interesting. Um, uh, we, we saw one trade today. Um, some people are calling it a blockbuster trade. I don't think it's a blockbuster trade. I mean, <laughs> uh, you, you had center John Collins getting sent to the Utah Jazz for Rudy Gay and a second round draft pick. It was supposed to be a high second round draft pick. It says, um, I just, uh, I'm very, I just don't understand what the Hawks did in this trade. Um, dumping an asset for, for nothing. I understand that John Collins was a, uh, you know, he wasn't a terrible contract, but he wasn't like, you know, making $200 million. Um, I, I just uh, don't understand what they what they were doing. Get given up a guy who has value. Not saying he doesn't have a lot of value, but they pretty much gave John Collins away for Rudy Gay, who's like 80 years old now. I think I <laughs> got it. Can you look it up? What year Rudy Gay uh, came into the league? I, w- I want to say it was 2007 yeah, was- at least. He was drafted in the 2006, 2006. draft. Okay. Um, yeah, this guy. He's 36. Yeah, 36 years old. <laughs> doesn't play a lot of meaningful minutes anymore. He was once upon a time a really good player. Um, but I, I just didn't understand them dumping him. Um, he could have at least been an asset um, in some other kind of trade um, to bring back a valuable piece. They pretty much just gave him away and, um, and then announced later on that they are um, in deal making mode that that's what they, that's what they came out and said. Their GM came out and said, um, well, you're in deal making mode by giving away an asset for nothing. Um, th- th- this is a, something that I just don't understand at all. Um, laying the groundwork, like you got to go out and you got to get at least some kind of role player in there. Um, if you want to be in deal making mode, cause you, you, they are in win now mode. They made a trade, Last offseason to bring in DeJounte Murray uh, alongside there with Trey Young. And um, we saw what that looked like. They almost forced Boston's hand there. Uh, but Boston, I think, you know, winning game six, um, didn't go game seven. But uh, they had Boston against the ropes there. And, you know, not John Collins, he played well in the game six. I did watch that game. That was the night of the NFL draft. Um and with, with, with that being said, I was like, I don't understand why you're taking a guy who can play in some meaningful minutes in a playoff game and just give him away for absolutely nothing and get nothing back in return. That, that you know, especially like we just talked about it with the new CBA coming up. 
Um, this is something that, you know, you could be creative with and create, you know, obviously they dumped a salary, so they, they do have that there. But, uh, again, I just don't understand it. Um, you got to get a little bit more back in return and, you know, to help, you know, put something along with these guys. And I understand that freeing up the cap room, um, there is, is going to be something, but I, I just don't know who are they really going to get to bring in, to help these two guys. Um. I, that, that was just a little mind blowing to me. Yeah. And looking at, uh, it's funny looking at Rudy, Rudy's stats for last year, uh, his regular season stats. It's like, I mean, he played 56 games. He averaged 14.6 minutes yeah. a game. Yeah. He shot 37.8% from the field, 25% from the three point line. At least John uh, Collins shot like an 36%. Assist. Sorry to interrupt you. No, you're good. An assist a game, five points. I mean, what are we, what are we talking about oh here? My God. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, man. Uh, yeah. So you better hope that second round, that future second rounder is, you know, some sort of phenom because like you said, I don't know what they were really doing. Right. There. Again. And you know, they've been trying to trade John Collins for about two years now. So I understand that they're, um, the need like to, you know, to want to get, get him off the team or what it was. But again, you just don't give this, you just don't give away an asset. Uh, you know, it's like the Suns weren't just going to give away DeAndre Ayton. They know how, you know, he he doesn't have as much much more value than than John Collins. It's not like, you know, him and John Collins are much different players. Um, to be honest, I kind of would have rather had John Collins than DeAndre Ayton for as far as like what we saw with Ayton in that playoff game against the, the in Denver, you know, it's like uh, that guy doesn't seem like he really cares. At least John Collins seems like he want, he cares a little bit more. They both play the same position. Um, I think Collins is I, – I think he's making about $9 million less than uh, DeAndre Ayton. Um, and they both were in the first year of their deal here. Eight, or, um, John Collins signed a five-year, $125 million deal um, or extension with the, uh, with the Hawks back in 2021. Uh, just again, made no sense The uh, sorry. Uh, I keep calling him centers a forward. Uh, he averaged 13.1 points last year, 6.5 rebounds, uh, which were the lowest since his uh, rookie campaign. Um, he also shot 50%, 50% from the field, uh, 29% from beyond New York. But in previous years he had shot, you know, 35% from the field. So it's like, there is something they aren't maybe utilizing him right. Or, um, Again, I just uh, you know, with with their new coach there and everything, I just um, I just don't understand them giving away an uh, an asset for absolutely nothing in return. Um, again, they just want to get out from the contract. Um, <laughs> yes, is like it's just it's it's hard to bring. A, a, I think a a guy who is going to want to play some meaningful minutes over to Atlanta, and they're they're of course they're, now they're going to really try to throw some money at somebody, maybe overpay somebody. Um, and they might be in the same situation they were just in, uh, overpaying John Collins at that position. But, um, yeah, you know, I, I just, uh, I just didn't agree with that. Um, they kind of maybe traded him later on and, um, you know, at the, the deadline and at least just try to get somebody, some, someone back to play some meaningful get, minutes. Get some value yeah, for man. it. Yeah. Exactly. Get a, get a role player that could just do something. I, I just don't understand it, man. Um, yeah. Yeah. It just seems like, honestly, it seems like, I mean, like, like you said, they had been kind of talking about it for a few years or, or at least rumored it. Um, but it's pretty much, like you said, it's just a money move. I mean, yeah. well, it, unfortunately, like you said, they didn't get anything for it, but, uh, it's really just a money move. It's yeah. Like, yeah. And definitely a money move for them. It's just like a salary. Yeah, right after that, like I said, they, they're in deal making mode now. Um, but for the, for the jazz, yeah. you know, Danny Ainge there, of course, um, makes another, I think, really good trade for the franchise. So remember last year they got market in and and uh, they dumped that whole uh, Rudy Gobert contract. God, that that contract, yeah. uh, man. I and they got rid of Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, too. they traded Donovan Mitchell. They got a boatload in return for him. Um, mm-hmm. We saw Donovan Mitchell implode there um, in the playoffs, like um, he seems to do now. I did not think he was going to be that kind of guy, but uh, it's crazy. But um, by the way, I saw something earlier uh, for so Rudy Gobert, Carl Anthony Towns, and Nas Reed. Nas Reed just got an extension by the Wolves for three years. The 
I saw that, yeah. Wolves Center Trio is going to be making a combined $443 million over the lengths of their contracts. So that's insane. Rudy Gobert is, of course, um, you know, just making a whole bunch of money. But man, the the Towns piece of it, and uh, the, I, I and I like Nas Reed. I, th- I did like the extension actually for him. But the Gobert thing is still going to be the most mind-blowing uh, probably trade of this, in, <laughs> this uh, last 25 years at least. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, man, uh, Danny Ainge, like I said, getting jo- John Collins. Um, and I think he's going to be looking to flip Collins. I guarantee he's, they're going to find a way to make Collins valuable. Um, just like, you know, if they would have traded Lori Marketing, um at the deadline this year, they would have got something for him in return. And they could still trade Lori Marketing. Um, that, that was a contract that the Bulls didn't want. Um, sorry, uh, Cleveland uh, just threw into the Cleveland yeah. to the uh, Donovan Mitchell trade. Um, they you know got some stuff there, so it's just like man, um, that with all the picks and everything like that. I think marketing was just as valuable player as Donovan Mitchell was, even though I know Mitchell was in the MVP conversation for some time throughout in the, the year. MVP. Yeah, he did yeah. have a seventy point game, but you know with, with how marketing played and and how you know that Jazz team kind of. I exceeded so many expectations, you know, I just, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, don't really know, um, how, how much more, you know, Mitchell is uh, compared to marketing, but man, yeah, just going back to the John Collins piece of it. I think that, uh, he will be flipped. Uh, maybe if it's, uh, during the season or after next year, I guarantee you will be flipped into at least a better asset than what the Atlanta Hawks were able to get for him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, I'm reading here that uh, the, I guess the trade. They can't. Uh, the trade is not official until July sixth. Really? Okay. So that gives them gives maybe. Yeah, that gives them like what ten days or something between now and then. Well, yeah. To really iron it out and 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 maybe come up with some kind of plan, like you said, to to maybe flip them. I mean, it could even be before the season starts. You never know. Well, yeah. If the trade's not official until then, I mean, maybe Atlanta looks at it and like, damn, we should probably back out of this. Uh, that, that that is maybe we should back yeah. out, right? Yeah, well, you never we, know. Something like that could happen, or he could just get flipped right away. You too. know, there's just so many players that you, you don't know that could be in a signing trade or something like that. Like, you know, I'm surprised Dallas doesn't take a flyer out on this and try to go get that guy. You know, for you know, all it was yeah. is a second round pick. I mean, um, Dallas is in you know really desperate mode right now. Um, I mean, they still have a decision to either renounce, uh, their rights to, um, to Kyrie Irving or signing Kyrie to, I got, I think I saw something or heard something where he could sign a five year, about $250 million or something like that. Um, obviously <laughs> they are not going to sign Kyrie Irving to that kind of money, do that. but yeah. <laughs> uh, even something five years of anything of Kyrie Irving is absolutely scary at this point in his career. Um, I wouldn't want Kyrie for nothing more than five years. I wouldn't want Kyrie maybe at four years at four, at $120 million or, you know, where he's making 30 million a year. Um, Kyrie's <laughs> just not that kind of talent anymore. He's a t- very talented, nah, nah. Uh, very talented guard. Uh, with the great dribbles, but he sucks on defense and he's just not worth that kind of money. I mean, uh, that's Steph Curry money you're talking about. He's not even close to anything what Steph Curry is, but, uh, uh, yeah, man, uh, getting, getting away from, getting away from those two teams. Let's talk a little bit of da- uh, the Damian Lillard. I'm not going to say saga, but, uh, I was going to say it's turning into definitely quite the, uh, the story. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, man, it, it is, it is because, you know, at first he, you know, he's always said, you know, he wants to stay with this team and and everything, you know, like that. Obviously, they he wanted them to trade the number three pick, um, but they end up uh, drafting Henderson um, with the with the third round or with their um, the first round pick there, and they they probably got, you know, I was thinking about this with all the offers they probably got, the best move was probably to draft Scoot Henderson. He was probably their best position player with what they thought they were going to get. And I know, and I think deep down inside that they're hoping that that Dame says, I want to be traded because they will be off the hook for this. He's a fan favorite there in Portland. He, they, they could go out and say, well, Damian Lillard wanted to be traded. Um, Dame Dame has come out and said that he wants to be a part of the, uh, the two teams that he would prefer to get traded to are Brooklyn and, or, um, uh, 
the heat the heat and yeah uh and that's only because he only because he's homies with so much people on the team yeah yeah, yeah you exactly know? you know you know, yeah the, you, you saw i don't know if you saw over the weekend the heat were bumping his music um you know yeah yeah <laughs> it's like um you know i don't obviously that who who knows like what that story does that story really mean anything you know obviously miami put that out there because they wanted some headlines they of course you know one of those teams they they want they want this to remain in the media because guess what they want they want him um again i just i just wish dame would come out and say uh you know what i want to be traded um this would be the best move for my career and the organization because look i understand that dame he's not a ring chaser he's come out and said that um, it's not really a, about him. You know, he, he's been wanting to be loyal to the Portland trailblazers, but also, um, it's like what I, I just wonder what his, his legacy, what does he, he want this next five years of his career to be? Because yeah. that, that is pretty much going to be, uh, it for him. You know, he's not, he's not going to make another contract after this. Uh, maybe he, I was going to say, I think he's got what, four years left on his he has deal. Four years left on his deal. And that's a lot of money. Yeah. Um, but again, yeah. I, I just, um, you know, Portland, I think will do right by him and trade him to where he they, he would want to go. But also, um, with with that saying, um, the Heat are not never a lottery team. You know, maybe they will be uh, going at some point in, in the future, but I don't think it would be any time in the near next five years. So maybe they're thinking, well, those those Heat draft picks that we'll get in return won't be that much and it's not like the heat will trade a lot of position players in you know for dame like you know quality players that you're like oh you know drooling over uh tyler hero no it's not i'm not you know jumping out of my bed if i hear tyler no. hero <laughs> um kayla martin and two to kayla three martin, first round picks yeah. for damian lillard i mean like yeah they could flip you know those guys for something but you know are they really going to be able to flip them for something that is very going to be you know, very intriguing for them. No. Uh, then you think about Brooklyn, they have a lot of draft picks, but those are all the Suns picks. And one thing we learned about the Suns, they don't care about their, their uh, payroll. And guess what? If they're going to be going out and be able to sign a bunch of guys. They're not going to be in the lottery a lot either. So um, for those two teams, I just, uh, you know, is there, I'm surprised that we're not hearing more teams out there like a team like Boston that could send, you know, maybe um, Jalen Brown over to, you know, over, over to Portland for Dame. I, although I would not like that trade for the Celtics, I would much rather have, uh, I would much rather have uh, Jalen Brown at this point in his career. He's only 26, 27 years old. Um, he's going to sign a massive extension that he, he hasn't signed yet. Um, maybe he wants to test free agency. I don't know. Uh, we'll see. I think uh, everyone's expecting him to go back to the Celtics because it, it's yeah. the best situation for him and it's the most money he's going to make. Yeah. And then he can request a trade like everyone else does nowadays after they sign the, right, the big, right. the most, most money they can sign for. And that's what Bradley Beal just did. Um, you know, they, although they won. Yeah. yeah. So I, um, I just, I'm just tired of hearing the Dame stuff. I just, just come out and say that you want to be traded. Um, you there, cause I don't think Portland's going to trade Scoot Henderson unless it's for something crazy. Um, is Zion really going to do it for you? I mean, I, uh, I think, uh, I think New Orleans will be stoked to kind of do that. Um, you know, if it because uh you just don't know what zion's gonna be um i i shouldn't i shouldn't yeah. say stoked because uh when zion's on the floor he's one of the best 20 players in the nba 15 players in the nba for what he's at least shown but that's again how how long can this guy really stay on the floor that's the one thing when he's on the yeah. floor right <laughs> that's the key um so yeah w with with that being said i just don't really i just don't really see it um will they trade brandon ingram for uh scoot henderson now Ingram, I, he's a much more intriguing name. I mean, the guy's 26, 27 years of age. Again, another young guy. And uh Ingram, who I've loved the last few years, I I still always go back to uh 2021, 2021 playoffs where the or no, it was 2022 when they made this run without Zion. Um, and this is the Pelicans, and they played the Suns. And Brandon Ingram went toe-to-toe -to -toe with the Suns team who won the most win, uh, they had the most wins in the league that year with like 57 wins and they almost beat they almost uh beat the uh, Suns. I mean, they only went 6 games, but man, they were just toe to toe with them the whole time and Brandon Ingram was the second best player in that series behind uh Devin Booker. 
uh, might could have been the best player in that series. You know, just kind of go back and look yeah. at it. But uh, Ingram's a guy who I really like, and I think will be a be- very valuable piece if he is next to a Damian Lillard, or maybe uh, maybe they do decide to you know kind of mix that team up a little bit or run it back for one more year. But yeah, uh, yeah, he seems like a, a pretty solid. I mean, he's a a number two pick in the draft uh, in twenty sixteen. Oh, yeah. But he seems like a pretty solid, like number two guy. No. You know, like you have your your name, and he's like the sidekick. I don't want to say sidekick in a bad way, but you know what I mean. Like uh, you got your one yeah, two. Yeah. He's number two. Right, right. I, yeah. I, I and I think he brushes up against that. I think he can be, you know, maybe the best player on your team, he, but definitely um, right. as a number two. Got it. That he's a lethal number two for sure, and yeah. um, that's what you want to see. Um, but you know, if you have him and Zion next to each other, it's like man. You just wonder what that team yeah. could be. They could, they could probably be the yeah. best team in the West. Um, but man, yeah, there, there's a. I, I really can't wait for next week. I want to see there. There's still the Draymond piece, um, free agency. There's um, you know, now with like I said, um, I don't. I'm just curious to see what the Warriors are going to offer him. Is he going to be a three? Is he going to be a four year contract? Does uh, Draymond explore to look for more money? <laughs> there's. Uh, there's all yeah. those pieces to it, man. Um, Fred Vent. And I think that starts what Friday is when they're able to start. I believe so. Yeah. With, with certain, you know, certain restrictions. And then I think, like you said, no, I, I think, I think uh, Friday it, it does open up and, um, th- and I think anybody can sign thing is, um, for the, oh, some, Friday. for some okay, of the yeah. restricted free agent guys. So like, uh, Austin Reeves, who's a restricted free agent. Um, right. and there's one other really big name out there where they can match, they can match, um, uh, guy like Austin, guy like Austin Reeves. But, uh, yeah, man, a lot, a lot going on, uh, in NBA. Well, well, I didn't know next Monday, we're going to talk a whole lot. I think, I do think Dame will eventually be traded because it's just the most logical thing for both sides to do. I just think right now it's all narrative. It's just like, I don't want to be the first one to, you know, uh, ask for a trade and they don't want to trade him because again, the fan favorite, you know, with being Dame. But um, they trade Scoot Henderson. I would be absolutely shocked at this point. I would yeah. be shocked. You know, they've yeah. already drafted this guy. Um, he's he just fits well with the young team around him. And uh, man, yeah, they could just get some assets in return for Dame that will you know could really help the future as of you know probably I would and I would say near future as of next season because um, Portland I you know they have some really young pieces there with the, with Simons and with uh, Sharp. But yeah. Uh, enough basketball, man. Let, let me, let me get depressed and let's talk some baseball. <laughs> oh man. Go. Yeah. Let's let's go. I gotta be baseball. depressed here a little bit. Um, although Mets fans, <laughs> if you're listening, I, um, I got some good news at the end that will kind of, you know, not, I, I shouldn't say news, but some good memories that we're going to talk about when we do a blast from okay. the past, um, at the end of okay. this. Okay. So, so why are you so, why are you so depressed? Oh man. Mets, well, man. dude, they, uh, they played the Phillies <laughs> over the weekend. On? Uh, Phillies took two out of three against the Mets. And um, yesterday's game, man. Um, God, it was an absolute. Never seen anything uh, like that I, in my life, and we probably never no, will again. No, no. If you're a Mets fan, you will definitely see it again because I. Uh, this is not the only time I've ever seen it. <laughs> um, I've I've seen some games about the Mets where they've lost even worse uh, in worse ways, man. Um, this is just uh, definitely just the one time of the year where they're going to be like, oh, uh, how can we exceed your expectations? They had a 6-2 lead yeah. against the Phillies um, and just fielding errors. Um, the the throw by Beatty uh, into second, the, the, the pitching. Throw. And I don't even blame Beatty uh, the full on that. I blame Jeff McNeil a little bit there. He couldn't retain the ball. But it's just, man, all these uh, all these errors, all these mistakes that the Mets have been doing, man, as of lately, it's been crazy. The bullpen yesterday, two hit batsmen. One to tie the game, one to give the Phillies a seven uh, six lead, uh, two in yeah. a row, two at bats in a row. But and it was the same, yeah, same pitcher, hit, Brigham, uh, yeah, or Bingham, yeah, yeah sorry. Uh, but yeah. Uh, man, uh, you know the the Mets relief situation has been crappy all year. Um, their starting pitching has been a has been a dumpster fire. Their offense has not been good. Um, Jesus Christ, man. Um, them them losing the, that game yesterday is probably as about as low as it's gonna get during the season. And I, um, I actually I don't even know. It could get it could yeah. be a lower, right? 
Um, well, that eighth inning, the Phillies had one hit in that eighth <laughs> inning, and four four runs were scored. <laughs> and we had and we went through our we 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 went through eleven batters that inning. There was one hit, four runs scored. And I think we left yeah, two on. Yeah, left two on at the um, end of it. So there was one hit. <laughs> it's like what? Yeah, it was like a few walks. Um, like you said, there's two hit by pitches. Uh, um, yeah, it was, it was just a meltdown, yeah, man. It was a Mets meltdown. Um, again, they they yeah. c- they couldn't win a series. The last series they won was in the beginning of the very beginning of June. Um, now they play a Brewers team that that when the last time they played the Brewers that they got swept by the Brewers. Um. Do you see you see what's no, going on I, right now? I think Bruce have ba- bases loaded in top of the first. No, they got out of the gym. <laughs> they got out of it. So, uh, yeah, they did, did they get they out of it? Uh, Verlander pitching today, of course, uh, got lucky um, there. Verlander gave up a double and a walk there, and oh my god! And uh, let's see, yeah, it was a very close one. But man, the 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 Mets again, man. Uh, this this team had World Series expectations, and as of yesterday, after they lost, they are now a plus odds to miss the or sorry to uh, make the playoffs at plus odds. They're now favored Oof. to not make the playoffs. Uh, it's like Ver, real quick, Verlander's already at twenty seven pitches oh, in yeah. the first inning uh, again, man. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> what is it? A plus one one hundred? No, I mean yeah, just like plus odds. They're like you know how like. Um, in the beginning of the year, you there yeah. are yes to make the playoffs and no to make the playoffs. Now the Mets are at yeah. um, they are more favored to not make the playoffs than to make it. It's just uh, right. Their yes is is positive, and their no. Yeah, is yeah. Negative. And this yeah. was a team that was you know <laughs> projected to win like ninety six games this year. Um, I, I did not think they were going to be this bad. I thought they would at least uh, be second division. I remember. I think I, we talked about it before uh, in our season um, in the. Uh, before the season started, we I talked about them uh, being the third best team in the division. I did not think it was going to be this bad, though. I thought they would be at like you know forty two and you know thirty five with the Phillies. <laughs> like f- yeah, flip their well, record. Yeah, yeah, and I thought the Phillies would have a few more wins there. And the Phillies have been really hot in the month of June. Um, and Atlanta, um, they're the first team to fifty wins in the NL right now. Um, and I don't know if you saw it. Uh, Steve Cohen did say he is willing to do some trades where he will eat the contracts of uh, he's not afraid to spend money and to, you know, still make a push for this year. Um, he's willing to eat, you know, if it's for pitching for starting pitching, he'll eat the contracts. Uh, he just doesn't want to give up their young talent. That that's pretty much it. I mean, some teams are going to look at that. And as we get closer to the trade deadline next month, um, you're, you're going to be seeing some names being thrown out there. Like, wow, we can get out from underneath this Chris sale contract. Um, again, I don't want to see like something like that where it's going to be like the, this, <laughs> this guy who once upon a time had a great name like Chris Hill, um, <laughs> thrown out there, but I, I will not be shocked to see one bit if, uh, the Mets do eat some, you know, money on some deals and to bring in some guys who will really help out this team. I mean, they have to do something. They definitely have to do something because whatever they're doing right now is not how, working. Can, can I just say, can I just flip and, it and say, um, how about you just, you know, give up on this year entirely. <laughs> like, can we just do that? Yeah. Right. I, I mean, man, like <laughs> uh, Friday they traded Eduardo Escobar. Um, that was a, uh, that was a move to give the the guys in the infield, you know, some more time because that they, they were, they had just too many infielders there. So they gave away Escobar. Not, yeah. They, they pretty much gave away Escobar. They took on, they took in return two uh, minor league pitchers and they ate the rest of um, his contract was like seven, seven point five million, I think for Escobar. Um, but yeah, man, the, the Mets are, this is, that was the only going to be the first domino to fall for this Mets team. Um, uh, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, like you said, the trade deadline's coming up quick and oh yeah, man. I think we're going to start seeing, we're going to start seeing some rumblings of some moves, yeah. but I mean, uh, whether, I mean, McNeil's in 260, uh, Francisco Alvarez in 218, Brett Beatty's in 243, Vogelbatt's in 218, Lindor's in 221. Uh, Marte's in 258. Uh, the only guy that got, you know, who we paid uh, this last year, that was uh, Brandon Nimmo. He's batting 282. Um, you know, Alonzo did he just come back. He's batting 226. He had his 24th homer yesterday. Um, you know, before he got hurt, he was obviously in runnings for, you know, he's the Mets MVP and he was in 
talks for the the regular season MVP, man. But uh, yeah, dude, yeah. The, the Mets, they have a lot of serious questions. Um, I, I, again, I, it's still June and I know we talked about it three weeks ago and it's like, I, I just don't know when you're going to see um, them, you know, are they going to mail it in or are they going to go all for it? That That's going to be it. Um, another team, man, that is facing the situation, the same similar situation are the San Diego Padres. <laughs> Dude, they've lost five of seven. The Padres, yeah. um, if, if not, are in a worse situation than the Mets because all the, at least uh, the Mets have some young prospects. They, uh, the Padres traded away all their depth last year to get two guys in built in, uh, in Hader and in uh, Juan Soto. Juan Soto. And yet they've, they have not paid him yet. And he still has a year and a half of control for them before he's uh, due a big contract. Uh, also, um, they gave out big contracts <laughs> last year to, um, to Xander Bogarts. They gave out, you know, the, the extensions to you Darvish and to uh, Manny Machado. And um, man, they, all these guys are just making so much money. We talked about that earlier in the year. You can't just buy your yeah. way to a world series it does not work that way. They tried it before. Remember, I don't know. You remember a decade ago when they traded for Matt Kemp, they, they signed like yeah. a guy like James Shields and they did all this and, and they, they try to become an instant contender. That does not work that way. Um, go follow what the Dodgers have done. Go follow what the Rays have done. I don't understand why it's so, you know, it's like teams are trying to create their own blueprint by signing all these players that, you know, that's why for the Mets, this is worse than the Mets situation because at least the Mets have their four, you know, they have four prospects who are in the top 100 still and their owner does not want to trade those young guys. That is a, you know, one bright spot as a Mets fan. It's like their owner is at least not willing to give up those top guys unless it's going to be for some game changing talent. Um, you know, so there, there is some pushback there, at least for the, for the Mets, but for the Padres right now, they are, uh, 37 and 41. They are one, they're a game and a half better than the Mets at 35 and 42. But again, they are fourth in the NOS behind the Dodgers, behind the giants and behind Arizona. Uh, they are nine and a half games out of first place. <laughs> Dude, um, you know, a week ago, we were just talking about it. They finally put something together and then they go out and just kind of, you know, blow all that away. Um, they're, they're closer to last place than yeah, they are to first right, right now. <laughs> <laughs> they're seven games back out of yeah, last place the, and they're nine and a half. To out your of Colorado first. Rockies who took two out of three out of the angels after <laughs> yeah. being outscored like, uh, what was it? 31, 28. To, it was like 28 to one or something or 20. Oh, no, yeah. yeah the whole like series. That. It's like, yeah. yeah oh, the, the whole, whole series. series yeah. It was like 31 to like, I don't know, 12 or something like that. 31 to five or 12 yeah, or, or something, yeah, something, like, something that. like that. Um, but man, uh, w- with, with the Padres, dude, um, th- this is a bigger field. 30, 36 to eight, 36, 36 to eight. To eight. That, I think it's one of the highest discrepancies ever, um, for uh, yeah. losing a series or something like that. Um, 28 runs. Yeah. Man. Um, well, a whole different story, but man, the, back to the Padres, it's just like, where, where do you go from here? If this season doesn't pan out, where do you go? Do you run it back? I mean, like, um, they're going to have to pay Snell soon. He's going to be a guy who's going to become a free agent. Uh, they paid Merrill, another guy who I didn't even name Joe Musgrove. They paid him. Dude, so I, I just don't know what, what solutions they're going to have. Like what kind of trades can they do? Because no one's going to trade for Xander Bogarts. Nobody's going to pay that kind of money. I mean, that's the biggest yeah, thing. Well, I mean, they could go like, out and spend more money, but how much more money do they have to spend? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, I was talking about on the other end, if somebody was, to, you know, if they were trying to get rid of some yeah. of these guys and get some value out of it, it's like, nobody wants to pick up these no, huge no. contracts. I mean, no, you're, you're right. And so it's like, they're, you know, you kind of look at it. It's like, man, if they're going to try to salvage anything, um, what can they, they're going to get pennies. They try to trade Juan Soto hypothetically. They're going to get pennies for the doll on their dollar, you know, for what they gave, for what, what they saying. sold yeah. to get this guy. Um, Xander exactly. Bogarts. Yep. No one's taking his contract back. No one's taking Machado. Nope. No, maybe Tatis. Nope. I, I, you know, do you kind of look at the Tatis contract? Like, you know, and sell yourself that he is young enough. Um, you know, you can put the steroid thing behind him. 
and say that, you know, this guy can be a difference maker at his age um, and just kind of do that. But man, it's like, dude, um, it, it's just, it's crazy, man. It really, it really is like they, like, you know, Xander Bogarts, I don't know. Do you, do you have the quote in front of you? What he said um, about, about, about this? No, um, no, I but um, he, he, he came out and called out, he called out the, um, the Padres organization or not the Padres, but the team um, and said they, they pretty much got to play better. Um, they can't be losing to teams like the Washington nationals. Um, you know, it's just like, man, um, I hear it yeah, he said, he said, come on, man, we're playing the nationals. Um, he like, he pretty much like roasted, uh, not only the nationals, but it was like, you talking about the whole team after, after, um, dro- dropping the series first them, uh, he said, lack of fight. I don't even feel, feel any of that. You know, this is not only a veteran shortstop who, um, signed a massive deal with them, but he's also a two-time champion who brings that kind of pedigree. And uh, it's not like they don't have another champion and Juan Soto on their team. It's like, dude, they got guys, right. man. I just, um, they got, they got to play way better. This, this team is absolutely, um, like I said, I mean, the Mets are, are one terrible situation, but um, man, another situation. Yeah. But I think the Padres are just more of a disappointment. I mean, the Mets, not that, not that. No, the yeah. Mets are, the are Mets coming in the year have flaws, right but the pod. Right. But the Padres, it was like supposed to be this, you know, this is the team. I mean, they did all these offseason moves. They made some big trades last year. Oh, right they, they were favored for the NOS. Like before, and they were ready. That's Yeah, exactly. I mean, over the Dodgers and everything. And now all of a sudden we've got, I mean, the Diamondbacks are still playing pretty well. And I mean, they're just not yeah. even playing. They're no, not even they're playing. not. I, every time I see the score, they're losing. And that obviously they're not, you know, the Oakland A's. But, but yeah, they don't have... Uh, they just don't have like that, that fire, that spark. Well, yeah. And you, you think know? about it for like a team like Baltimore who, you know, for whatever you, you want to say about their, their uh, failure for the last like five years, as far as like they lost a hundred games, like two seasons in a row. Uh, they got their guys. They did, they are, they did it right. You know, I'm not, I'm not gonna say they did it right, but they, they built up from within and now they are, you know, eating the fruits of their labor in a way. They're uh, 47 and 29. They're four and a half games behind the Tampa Bay Rays. They are, I think they're 20 and six in year, this year after losing a game. That, you know, that means they don't lose a lot of series. They don't lose back-to-back games a whole lot. And, right. you know, with all that being said, man, it's it's just like that. that is what a, the, a team like the Padres should be like. They should not be getting their butt kicked and not scoring runs every game because they, they aren't scoring a whole lot. And, man, it's like uh, just, you know, what kind of they they can't make a whole lot of deadline moves they just won't be able to i just don't see it like like last year going out and getting brandon jury getting uh juan soto and uh, uh who's it josh bell mary josh bell is tearing it up last year and they got josh him bell. And, uh, yeah. i just don't see they're going to be able to make those kind of moves but um well they're not really going to be able to make any yeah. moves yeah i mean like i like i was saying before who's going to want to take on some of these big contracts they're just yeah. tied up and I, I don't really up. know how much you know they made they made this decision to to try and make a team that was going to do something and now they don't have that team but they're also stuck I yeah mean, they can't and i i don't know it's i don't crazy. know what kind of uh, prospects they could give up um i think they have one top talent left and i don't know if they're going to try to give him up but yeah man moving on moving on from the padres talking about them another one big uh, one big fascinating thing here in uh, baseball uh, over the weekend, uh, MLB attendance is up uh, 7.8% over this time that it was last year. Um, Got to think the new rules are a big help. Surprise contenders can't hurt either, uh, such as the Reds, such as you know the Pirates, such as yeah, um, you yeah. know all these teams that have kind of come out of nowhere. Baltimore, Baltimore, yeah, um, you know. I mean, even Miami's been playing. Oh, dude, Miami well has been awesome. Dude, years. Arizona, hey, the Diamondbacks. We got the Giants. Have been still, still playing well. Miami had their I mean, second biggest attendance um, of the year over the weekend as well, with like twenty five thousand fans. Yeah, um, that was the A's reverse boycott. You know, estimation <laughs> yeah. twenty five thousand fans. So uh, big. Yeah, the, I, I'm glad you brought up the Marlins. Actually, um, they're a team I really hope um, keep. Like they make a trade deadline move. They are a team that. Um, with the amount of arms that they have, um, they are they are due. Like 
they did a great trade by going out and getting Luis Arise for Pablo Lopez. Um, they got they got that guy out of there. They brought in a bat who is the best bat in all baseball right now. Bat three ninety nine, Luis Arise. Um, in the MVP conversation, he has to be. Um, but man, it's like they they got to go out and get another. Um, not not going to just say slugger, but get someone in there that could you know really help shape the lineup because I think they got what it takes to to maybe win this year, man. I do. Yeah, it's funny looking at their their stats. They don't have any batters that are batting in no. the three hundreds. Well, if that's weird to say. It's everybody's either two hundred or Arise is batting at <laughs> yeah, three ninety nine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's nobody in that like three ten, three twenty. No area. man, and it. Kind of and, uh, you know, w- with them, it's like, you know, you're, you're, you're hoping on like, you know, Jorge Soler being that guy or Chisholm being that guy. Um, you know, but they, they for what is going to come up on the market, I just am going to be curious, uh, what teams are going to decide to mail it in, um, do the Cardinals mail it in? Like, that's like a team that I'll be looking at, um, do maybe a team, you know, we, we talk about it all the time. Um, the, Sorry, I've talked about them all the time. I should say, uh, like the the Angels are are they going to be you know around? Obviously, they're becoming buyers. They're thirty seven. They're thir- forty two and thirty seven right now. Six games out of first. Uh, the Astros and them are fighting for a second. Uh, for a second, um, the Mariners they're all in on the season. They are. They have been kind of stayed steady around that five hundred range all year. They've just they win two they lose two it's just kind of been that two steps forward and one step back kind of team um so i just i really look at it man are the mets going to be sellers like are they just going to say screw it and you know maybe go out and just sell um the cardinals are they going to be that team um we saw today andrew mccutcheon was uh in in uh rumors to possibly get traded to the um texas rangers they are they have a lot of interest yeah in um what you know are, are the pirates going to be sellers? I mean, they're only five and a half games out of first place. Are they going to try to go for it all? I don't think it's their year. I do like them, you know, making a, a stand for the NL central, uh, the brewers, are they going to be trader? Are they going to, you know, decide to say, screw it. Um, even though they're only a half game out of first. So it's like, it's really like, you know, I, I would say the Rockies in there, but the thing is like their, their big guy to trade would be Chris Bryant. No one's taking that contract. That contract is awful. I think he signed a seven-year, yeah. one sixty-two or something like that. They completely overpaid him um, after it made you know, no sense for what they did when they traded Nolan Arenado. Um, but yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, I was in I was in Colorado when that happened, and it was like they picked they picked him up, they signed him. It was like this big, huge deal. Everybody loved him, and then literally the next year they offed him. Oh, you and people are were talking like, about Chris why, Bent? why did we? No, I'm talking about oh, oh when, when they signed him to that extension. Oh, yeah, they they <laughs> yeah they 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 re-signed that huge extension or whatever it was, and then the next year they traded him. It was like well, what are you well guys not doing not right just now? that. Like, it's like they they gave him away and ate some of the salary for Arenado. <laughs> that was the other thing, man. They yeah. Um. So the, the um the Cardinals pretty much got a Hall of Famer for absolutely nothing. Um. For nothing. Uh, yeah. Um, let's see. I, I I'm just looking at a list of other teams who would be sellers. The White Sox would be in there, and the White Lu, Sox Lu, probably yeah. Detroit. Luis Robert, he might be the most interesting name thrown out there for the market. Uh, he won AL Player of the Week this last week. He has 21 home runs. He's having an outstanding year. He's having the year we finally thought this guy would have. And um, if he is going to be made available, I would be curious to see what kind of team will go out there and make a deal for him. If the White Sox. Um, you know, the only there's six games back in the central. Are they going to mail it in? I don't know. This is a team that, you know, they've spent money and they're ready to win. Now um, they sign, you know, they signed a guy like Benetini in the off season. So they, they have a lot riding on this year. So um, are they going to look at it and say, no, we're going to go all in the tigers. I don't think they're going to be sellers either. So there, there are so many teams that because of that extra wild card spot are saying, you know what, man, it's like, this is, you know, we're just going to ride it out. So I, I just am curious to see, yeah how many big names you're going to see come available on the trade market. We still have a month left to go too. So yeah. I mean, maybe a team like the pirates could lose nine, nine games in a row. <laughs> well, they pretty much did. They're one and nine in their last oh 10. God, well, they, they won the one game after losing um, eight, eight in a row. And then, Oh my right. God. But 
Um, what do you think? What do you think about Bieber? Um, again, man, do we got to talk, we do, gotta talk about? Bieber do they trade minute. him? They're only two games back. I, I just, I, right? They're in a pretty decent. They're thirty-seven spot. to forty. I mean, I don't, the Twins I don't have think not been. The Mets would only be four, three games out of first place in this division. <laughs> oh, man, right? Well, it's decent, uh, decent enough. I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah. I, I get what you're saying, man. <laughs> they're only two games out yeah. of first. Um, but dang, man. Yeah, they're they're. There's a there's a lot here. I I just don't really know mm-hmm. um, who will um, be. I just don't know who would be available. It's you know again we still have about a month before the deadline, but um, it, there there is a lot of stuff. Um, did you pay attention to the London series at all over the weekend? Yeah, yeah, I actually watched the one game uh, on Saturday. Uh, did you see the Jeter being? um you know introduce and then uh, uh yeah poppy Poppy's like, i got you a present yeah. jeter uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> gave him a, a jeter jersey or a red Sox jersey with jeter's name on it he threw it away that yeah. was pretty much like he didn't even, he'd even entertain the idea of trying to like you know put it on or and like uh, uh you know showing him and he said screw that hold it up or anything he just saw red Sox. i, just, I think like, i think if jeter had a lighter he would have lit that thing on fire just right away and just threw it off to the side maybe yeah but <laughs> that was that was yeah. pretty funny um i, I liked it man uh, you know funny funny group of guys up there um fox did a great job of bringing in jeter for that and uh, uh even though jeter said it was his last day <laughs> just jokingly <laughs> there yeah so, uh, that was uh that was fun good good series uh you know for those two cardinals uh, did a comeback yesterday um against the cubbies there um yeah but yeah um let's see uh, what else we got to talk about before we get into our blast from the past uh let's see on this day on this day in uh baseball history uh this was from oh uh, yeah no oh, no you're sorry. good you had... real quick i was i was just gonna bring oh up yes judge. judge has a, t- a torn ligament in his yeah. toe um and so now they're not sure what his timetable looks like after they were putting him on the 10 day IL and expecting him to maybe be back. You know, yeah. Some soon. people thought he was going to be missing uh, the whole rest of the year. Um, there was news, there was a uh, talks about that. Uh, he's obviously not, he yep. said, he has said he will make it back for the end of the year. But the thing is, is can the Yankees yeah. sustain that? I mean, they've, they have won games. They, they took two or three from Texas over the weekend. Um, so there, there is, there is that to say, um, they're only, they're still 43 and 35. There are nine and a half games behind Texas. They're still in that wild card race, you know, that they have the wild card spot still obviously a lot of baseball to be yeah. played, but I just don't know how much, um, they're going to be able to withstand all this. They, they're going to need the guys like Stan LeMahieu, Rizzo, Josh Donaldson, all to step up. They need all those guys. And the question is, is can they without judge? Yeah, and they have they have a pretty easy like next couple weeks. It looks like I was looking at the okay. schedules. Who are they got um, coming up? It looks so they they're playing the A. They start a series with the A's tomorrow. Okay, um, and then they go uh, to St. Louis, and then they have Baltimore in New York, uh, and then Chicago. So Baltimore will be a tough yeah. series. Um, but I think those other three they could win at least two out of three from all three of those other teams the the Cubbies not the White Sox. No, you're you're right, and you know to try to um, build because obviously they're going to have to start with something. They're they're the one thing that got, and that, I was just going to say that leads us right into the All Star yeah, break. And the one thing they've got going for them is their damn bullpen has been excellent, man. Yeah, that, that is what's kept them absolutely. in this this whole time as their bullpen. Um, but uh, yeah, man, the the Yankees uh, if. Uh, for their for their trouble meter, I I would think it's at a nine out of ten right now. Like saying, how much should they be panicking? Because if they don't get judged back by, I would say, the latest by the earliest August fifteenth, um, this team is not going to be making anything. And by by the way, did you see Bader over the week um, yesterday help him with the comeback? Yeah, I was I was just going to bring Harrison that up. Bader, yeah. man. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Your my, guy. Yep, I was just going to bring that up. Me and our old uh, our old host on our old podcast would argue about Harrison Bader and uh, the Montgomery Bader. trade and who who won that, the Cardinals or the Yankees? And you know what? Um, I was saying about that earlier. I was like, I, I still come to the conclusion that um, I don't think any, any team has won this trade. I don't think yeah, either. Because of them Bader is so yeah, injury exactly. prone and Montgomery. <laughs> Although he did finish the year strong with the um, uh, with with the Cardinals last year, he helped them co- um, you know ride into the playoffs at least. Um, didn't win the playoff game, didn't pitch bad in the game, but um, 
Uh, he has not done well at all this year. Like that whole Cardinals team. No, he looks pretty. He's not not playing no, very not well this all. year at all. No, not even close. But uh, even that still, man. Um, I uh, yeah, I'm not. I don't have any faith in Bader or like you know staying healthy at all. I just don't. <laughs> um, let's see. Moving on, man. In the, this day in baseball history, this is from Ryan M. Spader at the Ace of Spader on Twitter. Uh, this day in uh, baseball history. Um, 26 years ago, Tony Gwynn had the most inside the park home runs, uh, more than, uh, Ricky Henderson. His final one, uh, 26 years ago came on an inside the park grand slam, uh, 1997 <laughs> said no and one, ever. by the way, <laughs> inside the park uh, among the players scored was Ricky Henderson. Very fun fact. Very fun. There fact. you go. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. That's uh, cool. Ricky Henderson, uh, he was a big fan favorite too of the A's there. So very popular guy, you know, one of the uh, greatest players in baseball history, man. But uh, yeah. And then I think this will lead us into a blast from the past. And this is the trade pass we are talking about. Uh, we are going back all the way to 2015, right before the uh, 2015 MLB trade deadline. Um, this was the Mets and the D Detroit Tigers. Uh, the Mets traded um, a lot of Mets fans already know what I'm talking about. They traded and got the big bat they needed. Yoannis Cespedes for, from the Detroit Tigers. And this flipped that whole season around. See, um, and I kind of want to, I want to say this Mets team is a lot like the, uh, what the Marlins are reminding me of right now. They have the pitching, they have it all. And they just need to, they they just really need to make a trade like this for a big bat. So uh, Cespedes at the time, uh, I think he was going into a contract year. Um, so he was he was balling out. The, the, that's why the uh, Detroit Tigers traded him away because um, they they only had him for half the season that year. I think you were uh, you were looking up that um, before they um, he was traded over from the Red Sox. Uh, before I talk about his impact mm -hmm. at the Mets, you want to talk a little bit about that real quick. Yeah, he was with the, uh, yeah, I guess, what was that? Oh, you're going to back that far. All right. Hold oh, on. no, no, you're Sorry. good. So <laughs> I had, I had the, I had the Red Sox pulled up, not the, not the A's. I don't know. So he, <laughs> um, so a little bit, yeah, he signed with the A's. Um, it was like a seven year, $46 million deal or something like that. Um, with them, he, uh, fast forward last year, um, he played for the Red Sox for, I think, one season or half a season. Uh, then the Red Sox. Yeah, he's with the Red Sox yeah, for then half the a Red year. Sox dealt him to the uh Detroit Tigers. Um this uh the Tigers were also, you know, coming into the last remember they made the World Series and they were coming into the the kind of like still trying to ride the wave of that with that team. Um that yeah. didn't end up working out. They lost Max Scherzer that summer. Um they or they had just lost Max Scherzer that year when he signed with the Nationals and the Mets um, you know, the, the Nationals were the big team that year. They were heavily favored to win that division. Um, the Mets end up kicking ass when they traded for Cespedes. Um, he uh, yeah. turned that whole Mets season around. The Mets were kind of riding like, you know, a few games over 500 here and there. Um, I was just going to say, yeah. So at the beginning of July, they were 40 yeah. and 40. Uh, they did the trade. They finished August uh, 20 and it was their first 20 win month since 2000. Wow, that was a year they went to the World Series. So in 15 years they hadn't had a they hadn't had a month uh, with 20 uh, yeah, wins. Yeah, man. And uh and then as soon as they pick him up, he No, in, he so. he was he was just magnificent for the Mets, man. I mean that that year, uh, sorry, I'm not going to say for the whole his whole Mets tenure because his contract could be one of the worst Mets contracts in uh, history after they gave him that extension. I don't know if you would mind looking up his post his uh post years numbers with the Mets. But uh, the, the Mets ended up yeah. trading him uh, for, uh, um, see, a lot of people that thought that Wilmer Flores was going to be in a deal um, being traded. Because remember, I don't know uh, if you remember going back a little bit, before that trade even happened, the Mets were looking at Carlos Gomez from the Astros at the time. Um, uh, Wilmer Flores was informed that he was being traded for Carlos Gomez. And uh, he started crying on the field. He had a walk-off home run in that same game. He was crying. It was a pretty like magical Mets moment there um, for a while. Um, that was like a you know really cool story uh, as far as far as like for, uh, Flores. He didn't end up getting traded because Carlos Gomez. I think his medicals came back negative, and the Mets 
um, you know, decided not to go through with the trade. And then uh, they hung on to Flores and instead traded two minor league pitchers. That was it. Michael, or uh, sorry, yeah, Michael F- uh, Fulmer and um, Louis Sessa, who who ended up being an okay, uh, now I'm talking about Sessa, ended up being an okay uh, re- relief pitcher. But Flo- um, Fulmer Flores was AL Rookie of the Year in 2016 and an All-Star in 2017. He looked like he was going to be a promising young pitcher. Um, but then he uh, sadly, I think, got Tommy John surgery in 2019. And then he's never been the same since. He went like four and four the next year after that. Um, but yeah, uh, Seth is his tenure with the Mets, 17 home runs, drove in 44, had an OPS of 942 in 57 games. The Mets won 90 games that year uh, to win the NL East. Yeah. And eventually uh, they won the NL pennant, but lost in the World Series, unfortunately. Um, to the well, Warriors. I will say he his world series run was not quite no. the best and that could be a, a part of the reason that they lost that series uh definitely um, that uh that was but, also the year the so daniel like murphy an, year where daniel murphy had like six home runs i think in the postseason yeah um uh in the divisional series he batted 250 uh with four rbis I think they, did they beat the cubs and eight and eight eight strikeouts in five games see, they beat the dodgers they beat the cubs. that was that was that was against yeah, the Dodgers, okay. yeah. And then the uh, the conference series against the Cubbies, he batted a two eighty six, three ribbies, um, and then the World Series he batted a one fifty wow. in five games. Yeah, he was yeah. terrible. And and I'll give credit <laughs> yeah. to the Royals. Their pitch, their pitching was out. their bullpen was lights out. Yeah, um, definitely better than the Cubs yeah. at the time. Um, and also, the the one thing that people forget is in that World Series, the Mets lost in five. Um, it was, God, the games yeah. just were so much closer than what the, you know, the sheet says it is, you know, that people look at, Oh, the Mets lost in five. It was never close. Those games were so close. Two of those games could have easily yeah. been turning points. The first game went to 14 yeah. innings. And it was, um, uh, freaking a Harvey who, who, um, you know, blew one game uh, after pitching like eight dominant innings. And we didn't, we decided to bring in our closer in uh in uh Jerry's Familia and Familia also blew a game. He did a quick pitch to um I think it was Eric is it Eric Gordon? Alex Gordon. And uh yeah, Alex Gordon, Gordon yeah. hit a bomb, just a dead center, man, and it's like you know, ripped into the Mets and and man, it just it changed the whole World Series. Uh but it, man, that that and then game five too. Game five with yeah. twelve. Like innings. I said, man, those those games, you know, you yeah. flip two of those games easily, man, the Mets or even one of those games, going six or seven. And again, man, you know, t- kind of comparing this team to what Miami has with their pitching. That year, man, you know, DeGrom's coming off of the uh, – he he won NL Rookie of the Year, DeGrom did. Um, so you know, you have a young DeGrom. You have a young Syndergaard who just got called up that year. I think uh, Zach Wheeler – God, was he there or was he already having Tommy John? I can't remember. I think he was having Tommy John. But you had Matt Harvey who – um, was excellent coming off of his he he uh, was coming off of his Tommy John uh that that year um man just uh, like so much dominant pitching for the Mets um got it um do you have their World Series team pulled up in front of you I think I'm missing one more pitcher I was just looking up the uh Zach Wheeler stats <laughs> see yeah. if he was around uh, Zach no, Wheeler I was I, I think if he I think he was hurt still yeah, yeah he was hurt uh, yeah uh, Mets pitching you've got uh addison re no uh say yeah you've got matt harvey you've got jacob Degrom, you've got matt's steven Steven matt's is the other okay yeah so those were the three in that world steven matt's he's terrible now uh he's been terrible for a while (laughs) uh but man he was another promising young arm for the mets and he only pitched five innings. He started one game. And I think that innings. was his rookie year. Um, he was, but he was supposed yeah. to be another young, promising starter for the Mets. Everyone was like, you know, really like, like I said, comparing him to this Miami team, who, um, you know, man, is re- really good. I mean, you got Sandy Alcantara, you have uh, Braxton Garrett, you have uh, Edwin Cabrera, you have these, you know, these guys who they're throwing out there, man. You're like, God, this is a, a really solid team. You know, that's why I'm saying like, if they could go out and get a bat. Uh, this this could easily turn into the 2015 Mets, and maybe you might see the Mar- Marlins in the pennant. Because um, man, we we yeah. seen what dominant yeah, pitching you never know, could man. do, and with a guy like Luis Arias, like absolutely, man. Uh, 
this guy could keep you in some games, you know, just by getting on base. Yeah, and, and and not that they'll win the division, but I mean, with the wild card, and you know, you get lucky, and maybe they don't have to play the Braves right away. You, you never know; they could yeah. very well go go farther into the playoffs than I think anybody would expect. Well, yeah, and it, like we know, anything can happen in the playoffs. It's baseball, man. Um, you know, just sometimes yeah. the stuff could defy the odds. Uh, but yeah, there uh, a lot to get to um, with there, man. Yeah, but uh, looking back at the Cespedes trade, I would say the Mets de- definitely won. I don't know, man. I'm gonna call I'm gonna call the trade a little equal, you know, because I'm gonna say yeah, it's Flora, equal, or yeah. Wilmer or Michael Fulmer had a um had a uh you know a few good years there with Detroit. Sucks they had Tommy John, but uh you know Cespet has had a really great year with the Mets, but God, he signed a four year one hundred and twelve million dollar deal with the Mets, I think. Um, and he was terrible. He never even I don't think he finished out his contract. I think the Mets bought him out. Um, let's see, Cespedes. Yeah, they came. They came in second in the division in eighteen yeah. or sixteen, and then in twenty seventeen. In twenty seventeen, they lost ninety two games and came yeah. in fourth. And the thing is, too, um, and it was kind of all all downhill with with him after that. But the Cespedes, I did he how many games did he play that year? And, and, and they re, they re signed him in yeah twenty sixteen. He see. I think it was a four year deal. I, I remember it was a four year deal. But um, it was four years, one hundred and ten yeah. million. Uh, he had a he had an okay year. Um, he, he played one hundred and thirty two games in sixteen for the Mets. Uh, he had one hundred and thirty four hits. But after that, man, it was really bad. Only eighty one games played, um, in seventeen, um, and he was terrible. He batted he batted uh, two ninety two all in uh, eighty one games, but uh, he n- never even returned to form. In eighteen, I think that's when he had his horse, his horse and injury, like, and yeah. uh, he only played. He only played thirty eight games. Yeah, in twenty twenty, he only played eight games, and I think the Mets finally bought him out. And um, again, I don't think he. I, I I think the you know both teams kind of you know won that trade a little bit. Um, I guess the Mets won a little bit more because they were in the World Series. Uh, yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he got he got. Uh, you you, you got to put the World Series. You got to count the World Series in there at least, and. You know, say they say one. He was an all star and he got the silver slugger yeah. that year after he, that. The Mets would have never made the World Series without him. That's why you got to say. But they didn't do that, right. Or, exactly. Sorry, the Mets would have never been to the World Series without him. So um, they needed exactly. that bat. Yeah. And uh, obviously, you know, with them going on the tear, they did winning 90 games at you know, the point when they were 40 and 40. So. And that goes full circle to come back to what we were just talking about earlier. It's like, you know, it's going to be interesting to see who, who gets moved around in the next five, six weeks coming up to that oh, trade totally deadline good. and who's what, what team is looking for that bat to, to take them to the next level. Cause I mean, there's a lot of teams like we were yeah, saying before, there's probably eight or nine, eight or nine teams that if they got one good bat, they would be a whole different team, you know, as long as their pitch, as long as everything else stays well, yeah, consistent. And, and- and you, you kind of look at it. So since since then, like if you remember a few years ago, they, adding that extra playoff spot, you know, it really makes teams kind of look at it like, well, you know, if we if we're only this far back, or, you know, we're not so far. It's like yeah, we can squeak exactly. in, you know. Yeah. So yeah. And like I said, there's only a few teams that you know you're you're really looking at, like Kansas City. But like, I think you want to think about the biggest bat that'd be available outside of probably. Um, out of any team that looks realistic, you know, obviously we talk about Louis Robert a little bit, or sorry, Luis Robert a little bit, but um, you know, the, like I said, the White Sox, are they even going to sell? They're only six games back. Maybe they're looking at it like, Oh, we can win this. But the one, the one name that I kind of go back to is Salvador Perez. It's like, um, you know, Salvador Perez, yeah. the Royals stink. They're 22 and 56. They're not, <laughs> yeah. they're not doing anything. Um, can they get a lot? They can get a lot in return for a guy like Salvador Perez, who is a, great defensive catcher and a really good bat and, and uh he could turn the team around he has world series pedigree he won that 2015 world series he's talking about it um uh, with the royals so um yeah man i'd be curious to see uh what would actually happen with him and uh, where he would possibly go because right, i don't are the red sox themselves do you think the red sox sell i i mean again i, I just don't know what names what great names you're looking at on the red sox yeah so right that's uh, justin turner I mean, are you are you looking at i don't think kiki yeah. hernandez like you know it's just like yeah kiki I, right again yeah. uh no no names jump off the bat there you know for you uh, Tron, 
No, especially after what they just did over yeah. in the off season and, and the whole Bogarts thing. And I, I, I don't know. I don't know if they're ready for yeah. that right now. I think, I think they would, I think they would do better in a buyer's market and pick up like another pitcher yeah, or something like that. I, I don't think they're making any trades, but they can't. Yeah. yeah. They're fifth team in that division. They're hovering at 500. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's not going to happen. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. Uh, next show, uh, when we talk on Friday, or th- Thursday, this Thursday or Friday, we'll be talking some. Uh, we'll be updating the MLB or um, MVP race and Cy Young um, odds and kind of doing that a little bit there on that show. And and real quick, I gotta say, Oakland on Friday finally won their twentieth game. Congratulations, to Oakland, man! <laughs> twenty and sixty. Who would have thought? <laughs> they're twenty and sixty, which means they're on pace to win forty oh, yes. games. Oh man, oh that is Oof. terrible! Wow. Uh, I think yeah. I'm going to say they're going to win more than 40 and they'll win 45. I'm going to say they're going to win about 44. 44. That's my guess. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. 44. What would that put in? 44 and, uh, yeah. One, one fifteen. They won't take the under on it this year. Wow. <laughs> whatever it is. Good on you. <laughs> it's a, it's a... Well, yeah. What was the, didn't you say it was like no, 60 I think it was something? Like 55 or something like that going into the season. Yeah. 55. I'd, I'd look at it. Okay. Time, but yeah. For the wins column. Yeah. That's, yeah i would still might take the under <laughs> we'll see man um, but that's all we got for you guys today thank you guys all for tuning in to the sportsmanlike conduct podcast do not forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a rating and review that's how the show grows and uh do not forget to share it with your fellow sports fans we'll see you guys all next time